Live from the base camp of Silicon Slopes, this is Tech Tales. And now, your moderately talented but extremely attractive hosts, Cash and Jesse. Cash, what is happening, my friends? Back in the studio. Back in the studio. Uh, vacation month was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. Here, ready to go. Uh, as always, appreciate everybody uh, and all your comments at the Tech Tales at Twitter. They're phenomenal. We keep loving to hear your ideas. Um, and I think, Cash, most recently what we've been getting, uh, I think that we've spent so many episodes talking about people developing software. And the last one we talked about, we spent a lot of time on like mobile applications and all of that. And so it made sense when people really just kind of asked like, okay, well, if I'm going to hire somebody, like I just didn't decide to come up with a mobile app uh, to save the manatees. Or, or like, I really have this idea that, you know, I want to make my million dollars. I want to be a billionaire. I want to have this idea. And and the one thing that we know is that a lot of our clients are always very interested in, you know, protecting their ideas and, like, what even that means. And so today we have uh, Ian Reynolds with us. What's up, Ian? How's it going? Um, and Ian uh, has researched this topic in great depth, and so we're lucky enough to have him come and join us, and so he can tell us a little bit about the what IP is um, and how to protect it and all that good stuff, and just kind of guarantee that all of you are going to be millionaires. <laughs> this is the one podcast you can listen to <laughs> where, unlike me, I had a wonderful idea, Cash, and it was the double-sided peanut butter jar. Openings on both sides, no more with the knife, getting the peanut butter on the knuckles. It was going to solve for all that. But you know where that went? Nowhere. You know why? Because I didn't protect my IP. (laughs) You know why I didn't protect my IP? I don't know what IP is. That's right. All right. After this discussion, you'll be safe. God, if I had 10 years ago. I only only had this podcast 10 years ago. Boy, would things be Where would you be now? (laughs) All right. So, Ian... What are we even talking about? Great question. <laughs> there, there are a number of uh, really important concepts when it comes to intellectual property, especially around software, that are somewhat unique uh, relative to sort of a peanut butter jar. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because software, you can't really reach out and touch it. It's not, it's not something you can... Uh, yeah, it's not uh, a tangible thing you can protect. You can't, can't put your hands on it, right? So, um, you know, really, the, the first thing is... Um, really just kind of making sure you've documented formally uh, what it is that you are building. Um, and we'll talk about why that's important in a little bit. But um, just just make sure you've got everything on paper. You know, you've got it. You can get it notarized, whatever. But have it documented. And we'll talk about why that's important in a little bit. But um, the first probably step that most people take when it comes to protecting their intellectual property is asking for an NDA when they're talking about the concept uh, with folks before they have anything written. Um, and then after uh, things are written um, and or while they're developing things, making sure that their team members or people that they're having interactions with, be they contractors, be they employees, are similarly executing an NDA, which uh, also probably has a non-compete element in it. So, so that part of the NDA, you really have to read through that to make sure that 
organizationally, nobody within the organization that you're doing business with can speak about your idea slash technology and that there's recourse and that happens. Correct. And, the, the, and that there are certain reasonable protections. You can't, um, in most cases, you can't have something like in perpetuity forever that covers everything. Uh, you, to, <laughs> you got a couple, two, three years to, uh, you to have, flush this puppy out. You have to, you have to be, you know, there's a degree of reasonableness that you've got to sort of maintain. Um, and then you need to be specific. Um, got so, it. uh, it, it's, it's as specific as you, you sort of can be within the sort of general idea. Well, and I think that's a tough thing, especially for people that don't have, you know, like you're a business owner that you've come across, like what you think is a really good solution so much so that you want to go out and market that solution and being able, you know, Cash to even have like the technical chops to document, yeah. like so you have to be really trusting of that first organization that you reach out to. Correct, true, yeah. correct, or individual, right? Yeah, many many applications are built by sort of individuals, um, which has its pros and cons, but uh, that's that's what the case. So, Man, I saw that movie, the, the Social uh, Network. They would have signed a napkin with that deal. Boy, they could have got some more of that Zuckerberg money. <laughs> but most of these ideas really do start. Um, yeah, you know, we've had a ton of people at ZipTech come to us and they're like, I don't even know what I own. I started this with a friend. He's kind of hosting the server. I don't even know. I thought I was the owner of the company. Well, you know, like, they don't even know as far as where they, does the business own the idea? Does the individual own the idea? So we've actually helped, even just in this past year, three or four people completely rewrite their system in order to just gain full control of it. Because, like, I guess I own the data because the customers are mine, but I don't even know if the software is mine. So having it documented, having it written down, having, whether it's partners, freelancers, whatever, you know, making sure that you've got that crystal clear is extremely valuable. Sure. The second next step is understanding copyright and patents. So there's a pretty big distinction between uh, copyright and patents. And... In most states. Um, well, know. I actually know a lot about that. Uh, but for our audience, could you elucidate okay. for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. So um, in most states, and I say in most states because it does vary state per state. Um, and uh, like Ohio has some weird clergy laws that you know, some other states don't, for example, especially around software. But in most states, copyright law uh, defaults to the written code. So as, as the expression is written. And so... When an engineer writes software, that code effectively becomes their property unless it's otherwise ascribed to a company or entity or one of these other things, right? Okay. So, so if you're not expressly asking for the transfer of that copyright intellectual property um, and that employee is not working for an entity or maybe as a contractor, you need to ask, like, hey, no, that, that intellectual property, needs to, that copyright needs to transfer to me. Otherwise, it will by default uh, sort of ownership transfer to that engineer. So it is. And so if I had a team of engineers that I had um, brought in working for me, if I don't um, very specifically indicate that all of his works. Inventions are, are yours. Yeah, are yeah. for me and owned. Yeah. It's going to default to him. Yeah. Generally speaking, someone would have something like that in their employee contract, right? You know, sure. Any, sure. But, I've signed my life away several times. But that being said, if you don't expressly say that, there can be arguments and have been arguments that, hey, uh, <laughs> they own that, which can, can put people in, in a lot of trouble. And, and to, to Cash's point earlier, you know, it's like, who owns this thing? So, um, you know, check with your check with your legal counsel, right? Make sure you have reasonable agreements. Again, you probably don't need anything super complex. Um, the, the 
Go ahead. And and the one thing that to add on to that point is that um, I <laughs> I think there's a fear of people getting like held hostage by their developers. Correct. Correct. So so you can get that very clearly you know laid out in your contracts that say like hey this is this is ours you got to transfer it upon you know payment etc. And then there's also, so you can get a copyright to uh, very cheaply. I mean, you can, you can go file the state. It's like 35 bucks. It takes like, you fill out a form. takes no, you know. Got it. N- no issues. Right? So, so just, you know, as you want to kind of step down the line, do that. It's something you can do yourself. Very straightforward. Um, patents are a different story. So um, increasingly there's some legislation that is coming out or has come out. Um, where everything's run by precedent, right? So, <laughs> and it may, it's my understanding that patents are a far more expensive process. Far more expensive process, take a really long time, and then are harder to do with software because um, you can patent a process, you can patent something really sort of unique. Um, however, increasingly, they're sort of moving towards patents affect, um, must affect the transformation of matter, right? So I'm writing code. Whoa, 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 Bill Nye. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> The effect of matter. Okay, so what? What were you saying? So you have to you have to actually like make that peanut butter jar with yes. the the screw on lid uh, under mm-hmm. the bottom, right? For it to be something that's that's more patentable. Whereas, okay. whereas like code is very much like the expression of the human language, right? You're I can't I can't patent the word hello, right? That's like you just you, I say it differently. You know, somebody else says aloha. it's the same thing, right? So, sure. um, it 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 there ha- there's much more specific criteria. Uh, and I would say for most businesses in the software realm, as they're getting started, overkill. Um, for larger businesses, it is probably worth pursuing, uh, you know, to some exploratory degree to see if they can sort of shore up certain components of what they've built. Um, but it's much harder to do. And the hurdle for passing any sort of patent with uh, software is very high. And with that burden, so like if you're starting out and you have had a developer work on um, some code and you've kind of deemed it that it's, you know, worth it in going down that patent process. um, After, I mean, once you get the patent, is that like game over? You're protected forever? Like, is there a threat beyond that? Or I'm like, if someone copies me, am I going to get paid? Like, I mean, yeah. like we talk a lot about like the agreements and the thing, but I'm never really sure about the teeth. Sure. Yeah. Like what actually really happened? Like I have a patent, yeah. you know, like I bought my wife a star when I first met her. Sure. I don't know if anyone's on there. Right. I don't know if, if someone bought my star. Yeah. But like I have an agreement where I own like a star. Yeah. So right. when we're getting these patents and we're doing these things, so like what, I mean, how much do you know about like, yeah, like how so, enforceable? So, how do you make sure that it is enforceable? So, so they, um, that's ultimately a question for people, lawyers, but uh, it is it is an important question because if you look at uh, Apple and Samsung, it, in the court system, they've been going at each other very aggressively, right? So um, one simple example is uh, Android uh, devices, and which we're using sort of uh, you know, some of these open other codecs um, and tools, had a certain way of copying and pasting things. And app, Apple actually had the patent for that uh, and that, that sort of mechanism for doing things. And, and if Apple can't have, doesn't have the resources to uh, pursue it, right. it's over for you, Johnny. Well, well so <laughs> Jesse Starr is yeah. taken. Yes. They, they, well, they, you know, they've been famously fighting that, you know, those things like that out in the, in the courts for a while, and it's come down to millions and millions of dollars, right? So, yeah. Um, 
but but I'd say for 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 the vast majority of people, um, you know, you're not doing something so fundamental for the technology that you know, you, you can't come to blows over such things, um, and and. So, uh, you know, of, of course, consult your lawyer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> never, uh, never take legal advice from a dude on a 15-minute podcast. <laughs> that, <laughs> that we know. Uh, <laughs> but again, yeah. their disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the, the one of the next, you know, important pieces is really, like, people have to come to grips with reality, right? Um, How dare you, sir? Well, this is a billion-dollar idea. Sorry. <laughs> Peanut butter. Uh, well, great. Um, but, but coming to grips with reality is that, um, as soon as your idea is public, the idea is public. And you, if you want to be successful, you want to share that idea with people. I mean, yeah, Red Bull had a great run. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, I'm pretty sure they were the first energy drink guys outside of coffee. And they had a great run. But here comes, like, Rockstar, Monster, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. Yeah. So, I know at some point, right. there they're, is, they're messing with the secret but, sauce and yeah. get the same result. Correct. There's Uber and there's Lyft, right? They yeah. do the same thing. Yes. Right, so... Um, is it really, and you know, so take that concept into building your software idea and that you can, A, compete against people that may already have something landed, um, and B, uh, expect that people will compete against you if you have a truly groundbreaking idea. So, yeah, and so I think, like, overall, you know, the fundamental message is that, you know, when you are starting, there are very practical ways that you can go express your idea and get your idea built where you can protect yourself from somebody stealing your idea. Um, but at the end of the day, it'll give you a runway, but you're going to have to compete. And compete, yeah. and competitors are going to come up. And so if you don't have something, like the business plan cannot be based on you being the I only one done it because that's shit. worked for like nobody. <laughs> so <laughs> <Correct. and> so <laughs> you know, if, if you're hot on a new idea and you're like, man, nobody's ever thought about this before, right. you got two, three years. <laughs> People catch up fast. Correct. Like, so, you get a lead. So trying to up. differentiate yourself, having the sales and marketing arms to support yourself and then really hiring the right team members and contractors is what is going to kind of do more damage than... Uh, anything, right? You, you having having just an engine in a in a yard by itself isn't gonna get you down the road. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to people, and it's you know gonna be a nonstop innovation, and you have to make sure that you have a path and all those things. So, right. Ian, certainly appreciate it. Thanks for doing all that research because I don't like to read. And several, several <laughs> of our other people don't like to read. That's why we have a podcast. People. <laughs> Here's the thing: we thought about blogs. They involve typing. <laughs> so you get Cash and I's beautiful voice every week. Uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And Cash, i got to be honest with you, just another episode with Podcast Gold. Gold. Thank you for listening to Tech Tales. Tech Tales is sponsored by ZipTech, custom development and Encore CRM. Win faster with Encore. If you have a topic you'd like the guys to discuss, email us at hello at ziptech.com.